What happened to your face? What did you have on my face? Are you calling me ugly? It's it's weirder looking than normal. I think More flesh is apparent. Yeah, yeah, right. I think something's wrong with your your screen there, then Joey, because I, I my face is the same. No, nope, you got high on shrooms and shaved your face, didn't you? I didn't get high on shrooms, but I did shave what, my face with a rusty butter knife. Just. I think I found the intro for this week. Welcome, everybody, to episode 33 of the Four Dorksmen podcast. I'm Nate, a.k.a. Angry Nate. I'm your favorite tree. Collector Clint. And this is Ryan Asian Tony Stark. And we have a fifth with us today. <laughs> uh, Corgi Commander. Not he, Corgi Commander. The Corgi Commander. The Corgi oh, Commander. Gosh. He does not actually need much of an intro. <laughs> That's I right. That's why we're done. pretty sure everybody knows who he is. Um, but he's joining us today. Um, if you guys don't know who we are, the Four Dorksmen, we are a podcast that four guys just hanging out, talking crap about whatever we feel like. <laughs> plus one today, um, talking crap, talking crap, or whatever we feel like. Um, you can always follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Dorksman. Uh, you can email us at dorksman at gmail uh, I wouldn't recommend it. We don't. We won't respond. Um, yeah, Fact. play along. Yeah. We'll respond live on the air. That's the that's the yeah, thing. We respond live on the air. We don't respond via email. It's so two thousand responding yeah. to emails. Very very year two thousand. Nate we're, doesn't know how to type very well. I don't. It's part know. of the problem. Or math. My math is awful as well. Yes. Um. But yeah. Also, play along. Dorksmanbingo.com. We've got um a bingo card, and it's great. And we're always looking for more squares and stuff. So please, please play along. Punch but, out. <laughs> that boy ain't right. That neither of you two are right. Nope. <laughs> neither of you two. But we'll let Corgi give give Corgi a chance to actually introduce himself properly. Corgi. Uh, uh, name's Corgi Punch Commander. Himself. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh Corgi Commander. Uh you guys all keep saying that I'm well known. I just attended a lot of cons and talked to everyone and made good friends. And that's all how it kinda happened. Well, but um, it's it's more than that too. I mean, you, you're first of all, you're a wealth of knowledge. Secondly, you're um, one of the most generous people I've ever met. And uh, to go along with that, you're just fun to be around. So uh, if you haven't met Corgi, you need to. I think I'll add to that. that. He's also <laughs> a very genuine guy. Before everything yeah, else, before the generosity and all of that, he's a genuine guy. So if you guys don't know and, him yet, if you see him at the con, wave hi. Better yet, have a quite, conversation. Quite handsome too. I, I agree. Say so myself, yeah. Unlike Clint. we actually, we actually called him handsome Joey uh, on the uh, on the pre party. Clint's less handsome today. He know. is. What, what's going is. on with your face, he's, man? Let's rugged. Too much of his, he, yeah, was he shaves his off his soup today. catcher. It's just all gone. <laughs> soup that soup strainer. <laughs> My like cookie that. does. Ava gone. recognize you? <laughs> Ava does. In fact, she got really excited when I did it. She's like, "Your mustache is gone," and she likes to fill my face. It's really funny, but it's a good thing yeah. she didn't get scared and didn't know who you were. Right, right. Well, the first couple times I've actually like shaved everything off. I made sure she was in the room so she could see the mm. process happening. So yeah, didn't turn around the corner. And, Who's this guy holding me? Get out of here, kind of thing. Wait, did so. you shave everything off, Clint? <laughs> so what are we doing next, Nate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So thank you, Corey, for joining us today. Um, we're going to quickly run through our qu- uh, Ask the Dorksman questions for this week, and then we'll uh, jump into some um, 
some con talk actually, which is the main reason why we brought Corgi in today. Uh, con expert, lots of knowledge and things to share with us and share with everybody. So we really wanted to get him in here and, and chat with us before we kick off our con season uh, with Emerald City Comic Con uh, happening in a couple of weeks. Hopefully we'll see a bunch of people well, there. When you listen to this, it'll be that week. That's true. This will be the week of Emerald City Comic Con. Emerald City Coronavirus Con, I believe, no. is the new name that they're going with. For you know, legal reasons, but... they had to change it. So it's Raccoon City Comic Con now. Is that what it is? <laughs> it might be. It's it's a little bit of that. You know, it's funny. That's a good leeway. Yeah. To our first Ask Dorsman question this week from uh, at Night Bodega, our good friend Manny, Hello, Manny. Who always asks amazing questions. About scary 90%, questions. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 90% of them are like inappropriate, <laughs> even for an 18 plus podcast, but we love reading them. Um, but he did ask a good one. Uh, so he wants to know how do you think the coronavirus will affect the cons, and will you all stop going to cons because of this? That's a very topical question, Manny. Thank you. <laughs> Couldn't have been more topical. <laughs> We should probably let Corgi go last since he'll probably have the best take on everything. But uh, uh, all I know is, yeah, (laughs) all I know is, you know, just in general, you have to be conscious at cons of spreading any kind of germs and disease and stuff. So, I mean, I think it's just, you know, maybe trying to be more vigilant than you were already. Uh, But I mean, it's not stopping me. I mean, I'm still going. Um, I still plan on going to San Diego in the summer as well. Um, I just think you have to be careful just like you are at any other point in time when it comes to being in areas with large amounts of people who maybe don't have, uh, the same kind of hygiene you do. Maybe don't wash their hands like they should don't cover up when they sneeze and cough, that kind of stuff. So that's just my two cents. It's good. Two cents. I, I'll mimic, I'll mimic that. I think you brought up a good point. Like there's so many people that come home with the quote unquote con crud, whatever that actually mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know, the cold is it? I mean, hell, it could be the flu it could be anything. It's any, it's just any illness you get at a con. And that's because you really have to make sure you're taking care of yourself at a con, regardless of the coronavirus. That makes me thirsty every time I say it, but um, you got to make sure, you know, you're washing your hands because other people don't, you, you know, maybe, maybe be a little excessive, maybe get some wipes and wipe stuff down. If you're going to eat, you know, um, I know we do that kind of stuff with Ava now. So, um, you know, that parenthood instinct kicks in in me um, and, you know, get some sleep, take some airborne or an emergency, um, a good sit. I'm sure would be, Cor- I know Corgi would agree with me on that one. Uh, yep. You know, you got to take care of yourself regardless. So I'm with Joey. It's right now, at least not going to stop me from anything. And uh, I know there's people that are freaking out. I know there's the media freaking out at certain points, but it hasn't stopped me yet. That's not planning to. It's not going to stop me either. Well, it stopped me from going to Japan. So, <laughs> you know, changing <laughs> segue into it here yeah. since we're, but, this is the week of the con and everything. But surprise, everybody, I'm no longer going to Japan. I will be in the city for Emerald City Comic Con. I probably won't be there more than just one day. So if you see me around, definitely say hi. It would be nice. Um, to be honest, this would be the first time since San Diego before we even started the podcast that the four of us will be together. Yep. So that, that'll sure. actually be a really awesome thing. But definitely won't stop me. I'm going to mirror what both Joey and Clinton said. Make sure you're washing your hands. I'll take it one step further. I always carry wet wipes on me, especially when I'm traveling anywhere, whether it's con, travel anywhere. I feel it works better than hand sanitizer because you can actually like wipe off your hands and it's not like going to... I don't like the feel of the sanitizer on my hands after it dries. It feels like grimy. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel clean. So that's one of my big things I would recommend. 
well, it depends what you use. I think. I think there's different hand sanitizers out there. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like okay. Perel, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I gotta look up what my wife gets. She gets this really good stuff. It's or they a have the, just alcohol based spray ones, so it's not yeah. really yeah. you know the liquid like looks like Trader Joe's gel. Has it. Yeah, I, I think that actually works better than the gel, but that's just I me. Agree. I, and I don't think the foam ones leave that same kind of no, uh, residue or whatever that you're talking about behind. Yeah. I like getting the Germex with the uh, aloe in it. Mm. That seems to be a little bit better as far as that, not drying out your skin and stuff so like it that. So moisturizes and protects? <laughs> yep. Double threat there. <laughs> Keep the hands How about soft. you, Corgi? What are you thinking here? Um... I took a poll Friday, Thursday, and mm, a few hundred right. people have replied to it, and about half are still going to go regardless. Yeah, I, uh, I like that you have a few hundred, but nobody knows who you are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have to just use the right hashtags. Oh, is that uh, it? Uh, no, no, okay. but, <laughs> no, but uh, it's we're not the target uh, target uh, people that are going to be really influenced by it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be the older people and. And um, people who aren't going to go are people who have like taking care of family members who are immunodeficient. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's going to be just like Concrud. Uh, you just need, you need to be careful. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your eyes and your mouth. I mean, yeah, you can do that uh, hand sanitizer all the time, but people like just will go in there and start rubbing their eye, and that's like direct contact. Right. So, yeah, just be just be conscious of it all. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to go to all the cons this year. I have plus travel up in June, and I'm not so much worried about contacting it in Europe, I'm worried about getting trapped in Europe and not being able to fly because oh, they won't yeah. let you get on the plane. Right. So that's another worry that you have to worry about being trapped in San Diego or, or Seattle because <laughs> you are on the no-fly list. Trapped in San Diego sounds horrible. Could be could be worse places to be trapped. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think for me, it's the same deal. Like, Just be smart about it. Do whatever you can. Take the proper precautions. Yeah. Get enough rest. Like, kind of Do do all the things that you would normally do to take care of yourself. And I mean, the rest is honestly, it's at some point it's uncontrollable, right? Like it could really just be, you could have caught it before you went to the con. Cause it's like 14 days for possibly before it shows symptoms. Right. So you could have caught it at home on the way to work, like the week before you went to the con and then it just kicked in when you're at the con or something. Right. So there's really no foolproof way I think to prevent it. Just, be smart about it and just to kind of bring up that point where i don't know you guys know about gdc the game developers conference so that was completely postponed in san francisco like companies started pulling out earlier this week like a lot of big companies like sony pulled out ea pulled out microsoft pulled out so then it actually forced gdc to be like we can't do this so in the back of my mind i'm thinking like that was just with a few cases in san francisco i'm like what's happening in seattle right now like they just had a death today in kirkland um pretty close to seattle from coronavirus sure the guy was uh had underlying health issues and you know that's really sad and all but you know do you guys think that's gonna stop them from pushing forward in a couple weeks do you think i don't be, think like, so i think what the no? public in all seriousness guys just need to be a little bit more educated yeah. it's not the end of the world if you're a fairly healthy individual you probably won't catch more than a common cold from it and to be clear, a coronavirus is pretty standard. It's um, COVID-19, which is the one that's going around the world and causing all the scare. That's the icky one. But your your common run-of-the-mill cold is a quote-unquote coronavirus. Right. right. Just do a little yep. self-education about it. 
if you are going to Emerald City, there is a page dedicated strictly to the coronavirus and action you could take. So make sure you review that, review that before you take off. Good tip. Pro Thank tip. You, Pro tip from Clint. All right. So on to something a little bit less serious. Uh, our second question this week comes from uh, Steph, the underscore Steffel. Uh, if the dorksmen were stranded on a little island in the middle of the Pacific, which one? Island. Which island? My island or another your island? Your island. Okay. Well, your island, but with like no people. So maybe another island. So but is it so just, is it just me or is it me and Wilson? Let me no, nobody clearly nobody caught that joke, but whatever. Moving there's on. more. There's more there's, to the question. There's yeah. more to the question. I know. If the dogs were stranded on a little island in the middle of the Pacific and had to resort to cannibalism, what condiment would you use to mask the taste of your co-hosts? And she's not hungry anymore, for the record. Ranch. Ranch <laughs> all the way. Yes. Ranch covers up anything that's that's like just poor tasting flavor, whether you get some bad wings or just vegetables. I, I mean, I can eat vegetables like, OK, so we, we go back to the Super Bowl back to episode and I said, you don't bring a veggie platter. I would take the ranch. And if that's all they had to eat was veggies, then I would have to have ranch. So if I had to just consume one of y'all. <laughs> If I had to consume you, I would have to have some ranch. Clint, ranch the sauce. I was I was thinking hot sauce or buffalo sauce personally. You know that saying for uh, what is it? Frank's hot sauce. I put that shit on everything. That includes people. <laughs> new so. new slogan for them. New That's email. right. <laughs> Shoot him an email. Are you their well, they're, marketing they're, director, Clint? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't last long. That's already yeah, got fired. Say, <laughs> you might not last too long. <laughs> Nate, how yeah. about you? I'll let you go before I go. Um, I think for me, I would definitely like, I don't like spicy food, but like if I'm eating a person, I'm just going as the spiciest, hottest hot sauce that I can find just to mask that taste. Just my mouth's numb. I can't taste anything. Perfect. But then if you get it too hot, then you won't be able to finish eating the person and then you starve to death anyway. And now you just wasted that. You, you die as a partial cannibal. So why waste it? Die as a partial cannibal. Yeah, like you were like could, a cannibal for like two I bites. I to lose a few pounds, so I'd be okay. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> Ryan, what about you? I feel like it would be blasphemy for me to not say this, so I'm going to say soy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> with your ice cream? No. Your human, human ice cream? <laughs> soy sauce with your human ice cream. So, well, so, so making ice cream out of you? Hmm. Uh, I thought he was talking about like the milk from a human. <laughs> wow this wow. yeah wow. corgi i've got nipples walker can you milk me <laughs> Jeez, uh, i thought about it long and hard I, I read that one and to go along with the pineapple thing i had to say teriyaki sauce mm, that's yeah. a good mix well we said yeah, yeah. It's a little bit sweet yeah human meat supposed to taste like chicken so you got chicken pineapple and, and teriyaki <laughs> sauce so. there's a line in futurama that says the only reason we don't eat people is because it tastes lousy and that might help it all right, well, how about this, Corgi? Pop yeah. quiz for you. Who would be the first on your plate? That's what oh, Gary asks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> presentation, wow. Didn't why? even have to think about it. He just he knew. Uh, why? Uh, Clint and Joey look too stringy. <laughs> <laughs> I've okay. heard that before. <laughs> and uh, Ryan is, I need more than a couple bites. <laughs> Wow, yep. he came he came to play. I love it. Yeah, he's, and then, he was prepared. Go well, along with that, pick. Manny asks, okay, so which body part would you start with for Nate? Oh man. 
body part. Uh, it has to be tender, so it'll probably be like lower back. You know? <laughs> wow. What about the ribs? The ribs. Yeah, right save those for last. Yeah. <laughs> a tasty part. No, Why don't you take like stuff. a leg? Because there's a lot of meat there. So like you could like probably, you know. It'd take longer to cook. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Plain is tougher it depends, depends on how, how much you're starving. Yeah. You probably have to be pretty <laughs> starving to resort to cannibalism, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you want to yeah. eat pretty fast. Uh, we're going to have thinking, to do like. Sorry, Joey. Please go ahead. Yeah. I'm thinking like four, five hours at the most. <laughs> and then I'm all in. <laughs> That's like an episode of South Park, isn't it? Where they get snowed into a Stody studio and they're like, I haven't eaten in three hours. And then they're like, I'm going to have to eat a person. No kind of Isn't thing, that so. how long your flight is from Louisiana to right. like? Yeah. Well, come with snacks. <laughs> no snacks on the plane. <laughs> I do have a layover in Dallas, so that'll help. Oh, okay. He's gonna bring like that. he's gonna bring four Popeye spicy sandwiches, so he'll be okay. Oh yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, dude, bring some sandwiches <laughs> for everybody <laughs> else when you when you get to the airport. I know if you're going, are you are you going to Fort Worth? Is that yeah. where you're stopping? Yeah. yeah, there's a wing stop there too. Bring me some wings. <laughs> I, I, I like I like that airport. I mean, okay, I'll you, Joey. Bring me a Popeye sandwich from your part of the world, and I'll bring you some yeah. spam musubi. I want to actually. Yeah. I thought you actually wanted me to make this trade. Now you're just like <laughs> cursing it to never happen. I actually would like to see what Popeyes tastes like there versus here, since you've said that before. But I understand you're also going to have a lot of luggage as it is. So I'll tell you what it tastes like by the time it gets to you. Cold. That's what it'll taste <laughs> like. Well, it might still taste good. It should be cold. I've, I've eaten cold chicken before. Anyway. Uh, Steph, thank you for the question. <laughs> Gary and Manny, thank you for the addendums yes. <laughs> to the question. Um, please keep them all coming. Yes. We love your questions. We truly do. Uh, please interact with us on Twitter. We expect some answers for these questions uh, as well on Twitter. Once we, uh, we'll, we'll tweet about it a little bit later. Um, yeah, I would love to hear Manny's response for this question. Yeah, I think yeah. getting Manny's response would be good for this, this one. Be a good I bet it's the butt. <laughs> It's gonna be rump roast. It's like it's like alive, right? The movie Alive, where they. Uh, right. the, yeah. well, I, I'd also like to know who he would eat first. Hmm, I feel I'm like curious. it's gonna be me because I'm like I got the most meat on me, so I'm pretty sure. I know yeah, that's the thing. After they this hear this, they hear, yeah, Corgi mm-hmm. gave a well thought out and yeah. smart answer, so I think I think it's universally accepted now. Sorry, <laughs> like how you said to yourself, Nate. Oh yeah, I'm I'm well marbled. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Kobe, you know, that might it, be is, wow. it, it is what it is. We are dealing with facts here. <laughs> this is this is as real as it gets. Anyway, um, continuing on. So the reason why we do have Corgi on today uh, is we want to talk con. So you guys have heard of the Ten Commandments. Shout out to God who created the <laughs> Ten Commandments. <laughs> You've heard God. of the Ten Crack Commandments. <laughs> Shout out to Biggie Smalls for the Ten Crack Commandments. So today we want to run through the ten commandments. Shout out to Joey for coming up with the name. Corey came up with this list. Credit is for somebody to say it. <laughs> um, so we'll quickly <laughs> run through the list of the the ten commandments, and we'll we're gonna hit them one by one. Uh, talk quickly about them and uh, kind of provide some more insight as to why we feel that these ten things are the most important things you need to consider when going to a convention. So number one, be kind. Number two, research. Number three, hygiene. Four, clothing. Five, prep and gear. Six, cash and credit cards. Seven, collectibles and swag. Eight, good sit. Nine, nightlife. And ten, and possibly the most important one, an exit strategy. (laughs) So, number one, be kind. Pretty self-explanatory. 
Oh, uh, you would think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I feel like a story um, coming on. Yeah. Kick us here. off. Well, I'm kick us off with the story. If you sit down or if you just people watch and you just people pushing and being into to the ADA or cutting, it just it's just not there. I mean, they're mean to security. They're mean to the people at the booth, fellow collectors. It's not. There's not enough kindness. If there was, it wouldn't be. We wouldn't have these fights and you know all these problems that we have at con that people hear about. So just be kind. I mean, everyone's there. They've taken flights, time off. There's crowds. Everyone's spent money. You know, take a second and think about what other people are going through and just be kind to everyone, not just your fellow Congoers, but everyone working there. Oh, good point. Inside, inside and outside of the con. Yeah, that's a big one, too. I guess, like, when you're out eating at restaurants and stuff like that, just realize that, like, the city is getting a huge influx of people. So everywhere you go in the city is going to be much more people than they normally get so if it takes a little bit longer to get your food or just sit down or find a place to eat like just chill out you're not the only one dealing with that right yeah 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 corgi brings up a good point when he talks about being kind to not just your fellow con goers but also like the employees the people working the con like at the uh san diego comic-con i was at the entertainment earth booth uh waiting and that's probably where i saw the most um harsh treatment of the people that were working the line you know you usually have that person that's their sole job is to be like the human flag to mark where the end of the line is so people know where to go line up and people were just being so harsh to this woman she had to call her supervisor over like three or four times to talk to people because they were just like berating her and just like acting like it was her fault because they had capped the line and just all kinds of stuff and it's it's just it's not worth it to these people to be there to get just crapped on for, right. you know, just most of them are probably working for a pass for the day would be my assumption. I know some of them might get paid, uh, but I yeah, think a lot of them, of them are probably, volunteers. Yeah. yeah some yeah, get nothing. The majority of them are volunteers. More of the reason so it's like, you should be nice to them. Yeah. So it's like, give those people a break. You know, they're there just trying to do a job. I, I I'm really glad you said uh, employee or volunteer to Corgi. That's a great perspective. At the end of the day, like you said, I mean, we're all people and we're all there. And I mean, whatever you're fighting about just isn't worth it. It's a very first world problem. Um, right. yep. You know, whatever. If, if you're fighting over, a to- I, that's what I picture. I picture these guys fighting over a toy. And, you know, I, I just feel like showing them a video of that five years later and saying, look what you did. Look how stupid you were. But- yeah, look at what happened at Funimation. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I all, well, I mean, look, I th- feel like the bait, bait booth has that happen all the time. Yeah, I, that's true. I, I mean, I'm not an experienced Congoer by any stretch, but I was just happened to be walking through. This was on a Sunday, them handing out tickets for Figpin, and people were swinging elbows and yelling. And, you know, the poor guy who was a Figpin employee, I mean, he was basically ducking for his life, just putting them up in the air, hoping people would grab him because he didn't want to get smacked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yep. And I, I, I grabbed one because one just happened to fall right in my direction, but I didn't even mean to grab it because I was at the wrong place at the wrong time in a sense. But guys, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's it's not worth it. Yeah, you might lose out on something you want or, heaven forbid, something you want to sell. Mm. But big deal. Move on. Good point. I love the employee part, though. Yeah. I also want to bring up the be kind to cosplayers as yes. well. Yeah. And and be respectful to those people that are, you know, a, a lot of the women are dressed up, you know, kind of scantily or whatever. You know, like they say, cosplay is not consent. You know, that goes into the be kind category as well. Very you true. Know, that's that's, that's a corgi saying. I love it. Be, respect, right. be respectful to those people. Um, 
you know, ask them for permission before, or, you know, taking pictures with them and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I don't remember if it was Corgi that shared it last season, but somebody did what? say, hey, ask ask these people, you know, their social handles, if you're going to post it on Twitter, you know, to tag them in it. So, you know, they get, re- you know, recognition for all the, you know, hard work and, you know, hours and time that they put into this, you know, costume that they're wearing around. Yep. By the way, it was Corgi said it, I think, on the Secondary Heroes around San Diego Comic-Con time, so nine months ago. Corgi, I hope that you you know that we actually listen and pay attention. So hopefully we're <laughs> spreading that message further to other people. Thanks to you. Uh, no problem. Uh, to go off of Joey, also talent. Be kind to them. They don't owe you anything. They don't owe you a picture, an autograph. I mean, if they're eating, leave them alone. Read the room. And then when it's a good time and you think it's you can tactfully ask for an autograph, whatever, then go for it. But yeah, they're, they're people also. I love that you put this first, by the way. Yeah, this is this is probably the most important one. I think it right. encompasses a lot. Just basically be be a person. Be a person first, right? It's like, the golden rule. Yeah. yeah. You want to others as you'd want them to do unto yeah. you. Aside yeah. from uh, being at the con, you should just be kind to everybody. <laughs> you should let that anyway. We're right? not even talking about conventions anymore. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> basic human decency. We got deep quick. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good one. Um, moving on. Research number two. Research Absolutely. is a big one. Yes. Um, first time I went to Comic Con, uh, San Diego Comic Con 2012. Wife surprised me with a Sunday ticket. We showed up at like noon, thinking we're just going to stroll in and do everything. <laughs> oh boy, uh, it was probably my worst experience ever. I think we left around five, and I was miserable. I was like, I hated that. I, uh, why would you ever do that? And then I joined Twitter and started doing my research, and you know. You know, if you want to cosplay, you have to know where to where to take the best pictures. If you're going to be a collector, find out where the booths are going to have their lotteries or their ticket handouts. Or um, if you're going to go for autographs and photos, find out ahead of time if they're doing sales, uh, where those distribution tickets may be. It's just a lot of research. Um, you really cannot go up to the Funko booth and say, uh, so what are these and can I get it now? Because... <laughs> Aside from an, a slight eye roll from everyone around you asking that, it's, you're just going to look like a dork. So I think it's okay to look really like a dork, to... though. Just specify. <laughs> yeah, no, just not the good kind of dork. Like As long as you're a dork's dorks man. man. Yes. G- given present company. <laughs> well, but, I mean, if you stroll up there with an attitude, I mean, you just right, can't come no, to course. these crowded events and expect to be handed everything. Right. And that ties so, back to number one. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, if you are listening to this now and you're planning to go to Emerald Con and you haven't done anything, you're too late. Um, I mean, it, 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 and that might be a lesson you have to learn the hard way. I know a lot of people don't. I know you're given a ton of warning online on social, along with, I mean, I know a number of podcasts have done this. We mentioned the Secondary Heroes. I know the Funko Funcast makes sure to point it out every time cons are coming up. So, you really need to be uh, paying attention, I would almost say, year round for whatever con you want to go to because things can change i mean especially we talked about coronavirus people could cancel so you really need to be paying attention throughout the whole year uh when you're doing your research and you're planning to go to a con yeah this goes even for the small local comic cons or whatever they call them in your area you know we just i'm from hawaii obviously we just had amazing (laughs) hawaii comic con last weekend and was it really amazing yeah it was actually pretty cool billy d williams came out oh nice um 
Mark Paul Gosler was here, so oh, Saved no by the Bell, obviously a big thing of my childhood, right? So that was pretty yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. say it's too late, Clint. Uh, there's a lot of standby lines with information out there. Um, and follow the stars and the boost that you like, because lots of times they'll add uh, additional info on maybe additional giveaways they're doing. So join Twitter, join uh, Instagram. Some of them have uh, information on Instagram, but definitely join Twitter. Uh, if you don't and be active there there's no harm in, in asking questions like if you're not sure about something either because everybody's gonna have that first con that they they're gonna go to so yeah. if, you, if this is your first time you're going to a con don't be embarrassed to ask a question there's a lot of good people out there that are willing to help um and get you your answers and make sure your your first con experience is very enjoyable but if you don't ask the question and you're just kind of fumbling around that's on you you know <laughs> Do your research. Hey, uh, Corgi, I'm so glad you're here to correct me and tell me you tell me the real thing. I need to learn more for <laughs> myself. I'm being serious. I need to. Apparently, I need to. Yeah, that's great. That's you why you're here. We appreciate be more that. More kind, Clint. You're uh, you're, kind. <laughs> you know what? I knew that was pointed at me from the beginning, but it's it's still a good lesson. Yeah, no, excellent. Anything good. else to add on that, guys? Silence. No. Well, research, right. research, 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 research. End of story. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> you just wanted a bingo square. Things, yeah, Google <laughs> is your friend. It really is. Google is a valuable tool. Um, up next, we've got hygiene. I know we've oh. talked about this extensively. Deodorant is an absolute must. And showers. <laughs> so real quick, I want to comment before Corgi does. Corgi does these amazing giveaways. That's why he's one of the most generous people you know. And I know San Diego is his big con. And he actually was given out some really neat swag, but included in that swag was deodorant because <laughs> no matter who you are or what you think, it doesn't hurt to have some. So uh, I know I know we've mentioned it on this podcast before, but you know, Corgi's Corgi's making it happen. We really appreciate that. But that is uh if that wasn't a hint to everybody, <laughs> it I, I don't know if they'll ever get it. So anyway, yeah. thank you for that. Control your stink. That's right. <laughs> what but uh, but go on. Sorry. Yeah, I would add uh, breath mints or gum, especially if you're going to meet an icon of yours or friends you've never met in real life. You don't want to have dragon breath. <laughs> you're putting it nicely. <laughs> yeah. What if that's what you want? To right. Meet so what if you're meeting a Dragon Ball Z I mean, voice actor yeah. <laughs> or Benedict Cumberbatch who did Smog's voice? <laughs> hey there. Hi, guys. Yeah, exactly. How are you? Yeah. No, um, uh, that one's short and sweet. I mean, yeah. you think it's it's a uh, it's known, and it's also a cultural thing. I know you have some people coming from international, and, and they don't wear deodorant. So, I mean, it's you can only you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. You know, and this this is just a general guideline. Cologne does not mask stink, <laughs> so don't think that's the solution because it's not. We need to start a change.org petition where they have instead of like on top of the metal detectors is they have a deodorant check <laughs> past the metal detectors. You've, you've got through, you're good, you've got no weapons. Now let's check to make sure if you smell like an Either that or you increase the ticket prices by two bucks and give somebody deodorant when they walk through the door. Yeah, oh, but yeah, that yeah, doesn't yeah. mean they're going to apply it though. Exactly. You know what though? 
At that point, they've done everything they could. Yeah, you gotta go in the air and you get rolled. Like while they're swiping (laughs) you with the wand, it's got deodorant on it, so they're rubbing deodorant on you while they're swiping. Security wand is like actually they got deodorant on it, so they're just like two in one. If you're already stinking, you put deodorant on it. It doesn't doesn't help. help. It has to be done after a shower, you know. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) which is another point. Please make sure to take time out of your busy con schedule to shower every day. Whether it's at night or in the morning, whatever, take 10, 15 minutes, jump in the shower, and do everybody a favor and deodorize yourself there first. Just actually, soap taking and water more than one much. shower during the con season is actually kind of good, depending on what you do. Or if your hotel is close enough, I should say, and you can do it, it it's refreshing. It's invigorating. You know, it gives you a little bit more energy as well. And it keeps you clean. Yes, more importantly, thing. minty Protect fresh. Minty so fresh. clean, clean. Oh, Clint dropped Easy, the big outcast. boy. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Clint is definitely an outcast. We know that. <laughs> Ouch. So was but it, it with a K. earlier? Or was so it what, it, what is it now? Dingus 3000? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I think we just found the new episode name. Dingus, Dingus 3000. 3000. Thank you. Yeah. But, but see, everyone's going to read that and think you love me 3000. So it's okay. Touche. I have no. Get- I have no snarky <laughs> comment back for that. So touche. That was well played. They'll understand it's not the case when they get through about halfway well, through the episode. Knowing you guys, they know it's not the case. Come on now. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Yes. Uh, number four, clothing. This is a big one too, for sure. Yes. Please don't go naked. <laughs> That ruins my plan. Not, not let quite sure that's what Corgi meant, but <laughs> yeah, know. that's a good pro so, tip right there. So Ryan, are you coming in cosplay? Oh, I'm invisible. You can't see yeah. me. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, trying to be Drax. Uh, if, if you're going to Emerald City, uh, bring a rain jacket. Uh, bring something warmer. Uh, if you're going to like Arizona or San Diego in the summer, bring you know shorts and t-shirt and yeah, dress for the occasion. And know that it's an all-day thing. Always bring a light sweater, even if it's in a hot location, because those convention halls can be drafty. And you'll be sitting there, sweating outside, going inside, and you'll be cold. So clothing, uh, protect yourself from the sun. Uh, bring hats. Uh, oh. If you suffer from was a heat rash, bring like uh, those cooling towels. Uh, just like you're going to go to like Disneyland for four days, and what would you bring there? I mean, it's no different. Dress comfortably and warm or cool depending on the location and it's always good to bring a spare of everything that you (laughs) need to wear but it's especially important i think to bring two pairs of shoes two very comfortable pairs of shoes and to alternate them so that you don't develop blisters because we know our shoes kind of fit our feet differently depending on the shoe so it's always good to rotate them out every day that usually helps cut down on that and then i'll tell you we went on a class trip to disney world a couple of years ago and i was glad that i had brought an extra pair of shoes because we got rained on so bad one day and couldn't get out of the rain quick enough my shoes even by the end of the day because it never really got very sunny were still soaking wet so i had to put them for the day like right in front of the air conditioner vent to let them blow on them to dry out so it's a good thing i did have a second pair I usually try to bring a spare of everything whenever I travel now for an extended amount of time, besides just like the obvious stuff, like, you know, an extra pair of underwear and undershirt and socks and stuff like extra pair of shoes. I've even started packing an extra watch just because I'm really anal about having a watch on. So just bring more than you think you need, but not too much to where you can't fit it all in your, in your luggage. 
I'm gonna. I don't wear that. eyeglasses anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. but bring an extra pair of eyeglasses. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a lot that's of great call. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good point. You just I, never I, know, right? Like you just truly never know. I will add on to this that, and I love that Joey brought up spares that brought, you know, brings, you know, we're all bringing big suitcases because we want to bring stuff home. Clothing makes great padding for your collectibles as you travel wherever you're going. So really can, you know, add a buffer if you need it. It's what I did with mine, with my dirty clothes when I came back from San Diego. You know, I had everything packed in either sorters or soft protectors for my pops, but then I lined the suitcase with uh, clothes just kind of as like you said, kind of a buffer or a bumper to it. So practical use. With clothing too, again, it ties back to research. Make sure you know where you're going. Know the time of the season that you're going, whether like you're going to Seattle in a couple of weeks. Maybe it's going to be really hot. It, you don't know global warming shit like that. <laughs> That's a whole Be hoax, man. Come on, your research. By the way, uh, I'm excited to wear my Funko jacket. I really haven't had a chance to wear it, so I will be wearing it a lot in Emerald City. I'm not like uh, a, a, a real name nameless for me who wore it in the line for fun days this last MC, year. Mike, Mike, Mike. Two years in a row, he did MC <laughs> The year yep. before, he did the same. Yeah, thing. I don't know how he did it. It, it was hot man. enough. Mike's a freak. This year. At least um, in 2019, we got to stand kind of in the shade, right? Like where we were underneath behind yeah. the hotel. Yeah, that was in such a great spot. 2018, we were around the corner where the sun was just oh, on just us beating the whole you down. So he he had the jacket on that day too. So I hope oh, you how how why? Well, also why, but how? <laughs> why is better than how in this case? I think Mike's not yeah. human. He doesn't sweat. Well, good on him. Good Maybe for Kylo. Short? Is it like a short person thing? <laughs> wow. We know hotter right rises, there. So we're going there now. <laughs> I, let's be clear. I sweat it's a lot down there, out right? Hawaii. Right. I, and as you should, because it's hot as hell. Just hey, hot air rising, homie. Come on, huh. right. Joey. Is it I hotter heard. up there, really? It, if you want to poke one at me, I'm going to ask Joey. Joey's like, my it knees is. are cold, but my head yeah. is hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I think we've gone far enough off topic. Uh, number five: uh, prep and gear. So part of the prep and clothing, uh, Joey touched upon it, break in those shoes. I have people that can bring in some fresh cakes. Don't do that. You'll be walking five, six, seven miles a day. And on multi-con day, you'll be running a marathon at the end of the time. Yeah. Break in those shoes. Uh, for gear, uh, if you're planning on waiting in a lot of lines, bring a chair of some sort and something to pass the time. A switch, a book, an iPad, a tablet. Um and t- talking about electronics, bring charging equipment. So spare batteries. Um, spare this charges. one's a weird one, but bring a uh, an uh, outlet because a lot of hotels only have one or two ports. I mean, ni- nicer ones and more modern ones have more places to charge stuff. But you have cameras, you have laptops, you have cell phones, you have your battery pack. Uh, they don't have enough outlets for everything. So um, it all really depends on what you're doing there as well. If you're a collector, collector bring your you know, uh, Joey said it, your stackers and your, and your whatnot, but yeah, for gear, uh, I would say seat, uh, a water bottle, a refillable water oh, bottle. Amen. And Joey mentioned the, the, the filtered ones last week yeah. or two weeks yeah. ago. Which yeah. Is, yeah. I got one of those at the, at, uh, for San Diego and it, it came in very helpful. Go ahead and fill it up for the night, mm-hmm. uh, is over, put it in the hotel fridge, get cold water the next morning. Love it. I, I, I have to give props to, to Corgi on this one, especially saying um, bring, you know, the, the 
search protector or whatever you want to bring. I brought one that had USB plugs and multiple plugs and it really came in handy. We, you know, it's two outlets in the hotel room and that, you know, they got lamps plugged in or the TV or whatever. And yeah, you can unplug some of that stuff, but some of it you can't. So if you can bring something to bring multiple plugs and even USB plugs, it's a win-win. Good call. That's actually a really great idea. And that's one of the things I'm going to put on my list myself for Emerald City is bringing someone like that because you're totally right. Um, you just never know when you're going to need an extra plug to charge your stuff. Right. It's, I, it's yeah. I tell you, I saw the same thing that Clint was talking about the power strip that Corgi mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I brought it to San Diego and we didn't end up needing it as far as plug space. But how it did come in handy is where my bed was. My phone wouldn't have been able to reach all the way there. So the power strip kind of acted almost like an extension cord Smart. so that my phone mm-hmm. could be by the bed to where I could, you know, hear the alarm go off and not have to, you know, jump up halfway across the room to go get it. That'd be like a tiptoe for you and just reach over. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, go get your arms. Go, go get your arms and you're good. Ryan, any, any extra prep and gear stuff for you? I would say another tip here. If you don't have a portable seat, since not all of us have those kinds of things, steal a towel from your hotel room. It beats sitting on the concrete. You know, just true. sit on the towel. That's, That's what I, I did it a few years. So, especially I, you if you're in line for preview night and you're sitting there for like five hours waiting for right. it to open, it's one of those things you'll be glad you have something soft to sit on. You know, Corgi mentioned the raincoat. I'll tell you what we started doing, and this again was on that Disney trip. A tip that I got from one of the teachers that I went with was instead of bringing a rain jacket, grab like three or four of the disposable dollar ponchos from mm-hmm. like yep. the dollar store or Walmart or wherever, mm-hmm. and they take up so little room you just it starts to rain you open it up put it on and then as soon as it stops raining you just take it off and throw it in the trash and you don't have to worry about a carrying around a wet rain jacket with you or anything like that it worked out very well nice but if you want to bring a rain jacket don't feel hesitate on that either because a rain jacket can be shake off kind of thing so right just another option yeah no it's good good call i've recently bought a rain jacket and a zip-up hoodie up um that turns into a uh, satchel. I oh, flip it inside wow. out. So really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I would love it. Did you yeah. share that online at all? I think a few months back. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah, mind seeing it again. I remember seeing it. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing that so, again. I love it. That's so awesome. Disneyland. You go in the morning. It's cold. By the time it's afternoon, you can throw your your stuff in there and wear it throughout. That's smart. Cool. You're a smart man. That's why you're this on here. Why we have, well, yeah, and we like we you, but yeah. <laughs> Genius level with the commandments. Um, moving on, number six, uh, cash and credit cards. This one seems like a no-brainer, but I feel like some people just don't really think about this one too much, and it kind of bites them in the ass in the end. Yep. Uh, do you want to share that with us, Corgi? Uh, yeah, always bring cash. Cash is king. Uh, Wi-Fi sucks. Uh, cellular sucks. And if you plan on buying stuff there, bring as much cash as your budget allows. I usually bring one or two hundred. It usually covers me there. Uh, and if you're traveling from abroad, tell your credit card companies that you're going to be there so oh, that you smart. get denied at the booth. Um, I mean, it's not that much. And then keep track of them. I'm a veteran, like you say, but I've lost my my wallet and my uh, credit card several times. It's just in the, ha- uh, you know, everything going on. I'm doing Corgi loots. I'm paying for the bill. I've left the credit card at restaurants so many times. Oh. Just keep an eye on your stuff. 
I, I left my cell phone at the fugitive booth at San Diego Comic Con this last year. It was it was haunting because you know I couldn't talk. I couldn't tell anybody to go get my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, they were totally cool. Shout out to the fugitive booth for helping me out. But um, yeah, it was just that by itself was bad. So I can't imagine your credit card, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, the cash is a good idea, and I'm really glad you brought up, you know, especially for like Nate traveling abroad, telling your credit card or. Um, you know, working out something because I don't know how that works to get cash like out of an ATM for you guys if you were, you know, from another country, essentially, I guess. But can you just go to an ATM and get cash or no? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, good. I just have to pay like a stupid amount of fees. It would be like fees on the card, fees on the machine, and then the conversion fee, and then probably like another international foreign transaction fee. fee. Yeah. So it's so like four different fees for like $20 will be like a, like $40 to take. <laughs> so stupid. So, so if you can help your Canadian prepared. friends out. Yeah. Yeah. No. There are yeah. websites where you can buy or purchase a foreign currency and they either mail it to you or you pick it up at a, at a location. Um, you can Google it. What Google about buying friend. like a Visa gift card or something? Does that work? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know what the problem is? You can't, you have to be able to spend that all, though. You know what I mean? You don't want to leave right. like 72 cents on it or bucks 97 or whatever. So, buck 25. I actually, <laughs> I have a hack for that. When, when everyone was giving those Visa debit cards, Visa gift cards, mm-hmm. I bought a square card reader and I would mm. pay myself and I'd, I'd <laughs> hit, get the percent and a half, whatever, but I would right. get the full amount in my banking account. Right. So, right. Smart. Either that or, I mean, I, what I do when I get them is I go buy another gift card, like just Target. You know, I mean, that's not helpful for the con. But that's what I do. <laughs> Very good. So cash. Cash is important. Cash is king. I like that. Cash and dollar dollar bills, y'all. Credit is also important. Credit is very important. <laughs> Credit is important. <laughs> in, in all context. In all context. Especially in the money context. Um, number seven, collectibles and swag. I feel like Corgi's got a few things to say about collectibles. Collectibles. You're going to be spending a lot of money there if you're in the collector game. And even if you're not and you find a bunch of stuff you like, you'll find it's a slippery slope. And you'll spend hundreds, if not thousands, on there. And they'll get you with the con exclusive stuff. But yeah, um, you're going to want to leave with that stuff. So get like a poster tube. A lot of the swag that you get at booths will be free posters or at panels. Um, and it depends what you collect. If you collect fig pins, they have protectors for that. If you have, if you're Funko, they have protectors for that. I mean, it really depends on what you what you have. But definitely, it's also kind of the research stuff. Research the booths that you're going to collect that. Set aside a budget for it and um, be prepared to spend and wait in lines. <laughs> yeah. I think Corgi hit the nail on the head when he said budget. I think that's that's a key thing, too, is to set yourself a limit ahead of time and understand that you will most likely go over that. So don't like go to your max. Oh, the most I can possibly spend is $200 on stuff. Yeah. Don't you set your like yeah. That. Don't set your amount like that. Because that's like me. Like I've already been kind of compiling a list of the few like must haves that I need to get. And I'm just making sure I'm leaving myself some leeway because I know there's going to be some other stuff that I come across at a booth that I wasn't even thinking I was going to visit. I'll just be walking and I'll just be like, oh, that's really neat. I've never seen that before. And that goes with one of my fandoms. I'm going to have to get this. So make sure you leave yourself not only room in your budget for stuff like that, but room in your suitcase for stuff like that, too, before you end up having to ship it back via FedEx. 
because that's not cheap. <laughs> uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Corgi. Isn't Emerald City has one of the the if not the best artist alley? Yes, it's one of the best and biggest that I've been to. Uh, it's upstairs. It has its own section in the building for it. And you can get stuff, T-shirts, uh, posters, pins, buttons, figurines. I mean, there, there are hundreds of them there. There's rows. I get lost every year thinking I know where I'm at. I turn around. There's a whole other room. I'm like, oh, I thought it was just A through Z. Now we're doing AA through ZZ. Yeah. So yeah. it's long. It's huge. Nice. So that's just an example. You never know what you're going to see when you get in there. So prepare hey go back and do your research as we said in commandment number two um, it the does, second, it does the second commandment big, yeah for collectibles and swag too especially with collectibles like the guys have touched on it's your budget is meant to just be a guideline because you're gonna see something that you weren't expecting to see but also be prepared to if you're gonna get in line to buy stuff do the lotteries you know get it give yourself a chance even if you even if you're not sure Give yourself a chance because yeah. there's going to be something that maybe a friend wants or, you know, if you want to flip it, hey, there's, there's no shame in that. Right, MC? You hang out <laughs> with Mike too much, Nate. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Kogi mentioned getting, you know, stuff to protect your, your collectibles, whether it's Funko and you need some soft protectors or sorters or it's, you know, uh, poster tubes, if that's your thing. But the one thing that I didn't find out about till San Diego was like if you – uh, are going to be collecting pins to buy uh, buy some of those uh, locking pin backs. Oh, right, right. For that, mm. because most of the backs that come with the pins are just kind of like basic, and they have a tendency to come off, especially if they get caught on something. If you're wearing it on your lanyard or your backpack, and Amazon has it's basically two different styles. There's the one that you use the Allen wrench to screw it down on it, and then there's another type that's kind of like a pull type mm -hmm. locking system and they're not very expensive at all. I just went ahead and bought a little pack. I think of like 40 uh, before the con season got started and it comes in a little plastic carrying case. So I'll be carrying that around with me to have some spares because I'm sure I'll see a couple of pins that I want to add to my backpack or to my lanyard or to my collection in general. Nice. Yeah. Good call. That's awesome. Moving on to number eight, uh, a good sit. <laughs> Make sure to pronounce that. Sit. I mean both. I mean just maybe not a point there. Maybe outside the con at your hotel yeah. or somewhere yeah. better. Yeah, a good deuce is important too. Yeah. Stay regular, folks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Metamucils are eat perfect. your fiber. <laughs> yeah, eat your fiber. <laughs> there's a lot going around on the con. There's there's celebrities, there's giveaways, there's panels, there's collectibles, you know. There's crowds. There's amazing cosplay. Uh, take the time to sit down and relax. Um, people watch. Uh, your body will appreciate it. Your mind will appreciate it. You know, um, I try to do it at least a couple times a day. Or also, just be drained and you'll you'll be missing stuff because you'll be zombie mode. But yeah, good to sit. If you find a time when there's a nice comfy chair available somewhere, like at the you know places where you can eat at the con or somewhere else. Just if you're not in a hurry to go somewhere, if you're not on time schedule, just take five minutes, sit down, take a breather, you know, re-energize yourself to, you know, to get going again. Because you will be running and gunning for a long time. I know in San Diego, I slept probably five hours a night, you know, and that, you, know, yeah. you was, overslept. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Who sleeps five hours a night during con time. Come on now. I sleep I mean, longer than that, but that's just me. 
Yeah. You know? No, that's a and, good idea. Like honestly, it, it is a good idea to be rested because you're gonna pay for it. Like a lot of us are we're employed, right? So we work and we get back. We're taking a few days off to go to these cons. We wanna have fun, but remember, when you get back, you may have another day off, maybe, and then you're back to work the next day. Yeah. You don't wanna run yourself ragged for four days and then be sick and miss out for work for another like two or three days just to make right. up for the time you've already missed, right? So yep. that's just something that's just like the self-care part where it's like protect yourself, be smart, be kind to yourself. Yeah. If you want to run it back to, to commandment one. Right. And a lot of the time when you're at the con, you're pretty much running on adrenaline for a good amount right. of the time. You don't realize how tired you are until you actually have that good sit and you're like, shit, I was tired. And then at that point, after five minutes, you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to take 10 more. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. realistically yeah that's why we're laughing yeah <laughs> we agree with you yeah. and i think you're right it's a good it's, a, it's it's one of the reasons it's a commandment is because it's easy to forget just so many and, other things going on and know your own personal limitations like because yes. you might be hanging with friends that can run and gun for you know 20 hours whereas <laughs> you may not be able to make it past 12 you know don't feel it necessary <laughs> to push yourself you know go back to your hotel if it's close enough or take an extended sit somewhere and just you know take an hour off if you need to or like you know ryan said go back to your hotel if it's convenient and you know go take a shower and you know refresh yourself that way just don't push yourself because then by the end of the night you're going to be worthless and not be able to enjoy yourself anymore yeah and you might be out of commission the next day don't there's, sacrifice right, exactly yeah. yeah there's no shame in going at your own pace yeah everyone totally goes at their own pace regardless of what you do and a con should be no different you want you're there to enjoy yourself and if one of your friends is trying to push you to do something you don't want to do. Just tell them no. Don't give in to peer pressure, boys and girls. Don't give in to peer pressure. You could have yeah, said it your friend, in a nicer way, Nate. Yeah, yeah, MC. We're not going to do that, MC. Yeah. You could have just told him. Just to rob piss a bank. <laughs> Dang. That escalated quickly. Print out these 10 <laughs> commandments and just tap the sign and be like, be number one. <laughs> be kind. Don't, pre- don't peer pressure me into doing that, MC. <laughs> like how kind. MC's name keeps getting in there. Yeah, he's been name dropped like ten times this episode. All right, needs a square. Let's go on. <laughs> uh, number nine, the nightlife. Depends on the con. Uh, Emerald City is picking up on the after parties after the con. So San Diego has dozens each night. Oh my god! But yeah, <laughs> uh, the con does not end after they shut the doors. No. I mean, they have late night panels. They have offsites. They have activations. They have parties. They have meetups uh meetups with your friends i mean uh if you want to go to sleep and rest in that's all for it but to know that there's stuff to do at nighttime usually after a con especially at the bigger ones i don't know i can't say much for the smaller ones but even the small doctor who one that we have over here i say small but there's nighttime events as well so yeah do your research on that and if you want to do that a lot of them have giveaways and whatnot as well and you're a collector uh research that and Nightlife can be just as fun as the daytime activities. Yeah, absolutely. Even Denver Pop Culture Con has after night, uh, late night after party stuff. So absolutely agree. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. So I, won't. I mean, like for ECCC, I know there's a few things that some of us are doing. We've got the Tiny Ghost Party that uh, I think all, most of us are attending. Shout there's out like to the that. Coopers for putting that yeah. together. Yes. Um, there's also the Fugitive Party that I know some of us are attending. I know some of our friends are going to uh, Awesome Fest, uh, Figpins Awesome Fest. Um, there's even before the con starts, just a party at Funko HQ. So there's definitely events happening. Do your research if you want to go. 
it's not mandatory. They are fun. There's lots of... I wouldn't go for the giveaways. That's one big thing I think people need to realize too is that don't go to these events expecting to be given some kind of con exclusives or something that you can take home. Or anything in general. That's a yeah. big pro tip. Go for the experience. Go to hang out with your friends. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anything that you might win or take away from the event is just an added bonus, right? Absolutely. Most yeah, of them, if you're, if you're paying something to come in, you usually get some sort of food item. So, you know, think of it. I'm paying for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Nice and simple. Anything to add to that one, Joey? No. <laughs> there's there's always something. Um, but research in advance, like you said. But otherwise, yeah. Good yeah, stuff. and Joey well, said in a couple of oh, oh, while no, uh, Joey said it a couple episodes ago, uh, and it goes back to nightlife and regular con. Print everything out. I want it. It's mm-hmm. very important. Yes. yes. Have a physical copy of everything. I do. Uh, I have all my tickets that I've got for ECCC just printed out in a little folder that I'm going to bring with me. You know, laminate it and put some stickers, yes, little, little tabs, yes. And everything. That'd be awesome, no, but actually. I was going to say, depending on the size of the con, like let's say you're going to San Diego, for instance, you know, probably the the con of all cons, and you don't happen to get tickets, or you just have ticket for one day, you know, that's not the end of it you know like corgi said there's so much nightlife stuff and there's all these off sites and whatnot that you can go to that aren't necessarily tied to the con that you don't have to have a con badge for um so just don't think that that's the end of it so there's a lot of stuff outside of the con to keep you entertained even if you don't have badges yeah awesome and last but not least our 10th command commandment sorry um exit strategy Okay, it's the end of the con, and you have way too much stuff. Now. <laughs> I pretty much guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if you can, as mentioned before, you can ship it back to yourself. If you have friends that are local, and they can probably ship it uh, cheaper at their local post office. Um, you can do the whole two bag and a uh, bag within the bag trick and check in your luggage and then put all your clothes and whatnot in the smaller bag and all your collectibles in the bigger bag that was you know inside it but yeah have an extra strategy for all the stuff you're going to have uh to take home <laughs> you know it's 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 something that happens at the end when we're checking out the hotel and i'll see people just sitting on the floor you know tetrising <laughs> their stuff into their bags and they're like okay i'll they'll get like a Vons bag and just put their dirty underwear in there because they can't fit it in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, it happens. It happens every year, every year. That was definitely me. It's, behind. Yeah. That, you can buy new clothes when you get home. Well, you, you said clothes, but at San Diego, I was definitely tetrising all my stuff. Like it took me a couple of hours to pack. And then at the very end, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to leave stuff. Like I left food behind. I left like toiletries behind. I just didn't have room for it. You know, I had to make a decision, you know, what, what do I need to bring back with me? What, you know, so like this time again, I'm going to make sure for like toiletries, I get the travel size disposable stuff to bring with me. That way, a, it takes up less room and B, if you don't have room to pack it on the way back, you can just leave it and you're not really out any money. Either that or Joey. The other thing too, is you can actually not pack it at all when you come over <clears throat> go to CVS or Walgreens, mm. wherever, pick it up, okay, yeah. toss it before you leave. That way you don't have to bring it over, nor do you have to worry about bringing it back. Yep. There you go. I, I just like the fact that Tetris is a verb. <laughs> Tetris is though. Yeah, they, I made t- I, everybody and their mom knew what you meant. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for, for the English lesson two weeks in a row, guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, sorry. 
Do we need so, a Clint Singh square? Because I don't think we. No, please no. please no. <laughs> Andrew, forget that you heard that. Yeah, it's more like Clint hums most of the time. Yeah, you don't want me Clint singing. Clint hums anyway. off key. <laughs> so hum, hum, hum on key. I'm okay. Or no. it won't be being. It hasn't right. happened yet. So we well, can't that's fair. Okay. <laughs> Touche. But uh, a Clint hurts you. our ears square. Yes. Ooh, yes. 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 Good one. yes. That'd Andrew. be filled out every week, regardless That's every of my week. saying or not. Yeah. That wouldn't... It's free square. <laughs> every time he yeah. talks, my ears hurt. Exactly. That's why everybody, when I say anything, cringe a little bit when I yes. start speaking. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um. So yeah, there you have it. There are our ten commandments. And well, those we are Corgi's ten commandments. Ten commandments. Which, um, by the way, Corgi, I love the order you put them in. There, it's you, pretty you, good. Especially at the end there where you did, uh, I mean, exit strategy makes sense to be the last, but I mean, nightlife is towards the end and a good sit is a good reminder. Like it was a good, good list, good order to put them in too. Hopefully everyone listening will put that uh, in their head and remember that chronologically. We should get, we should get these printed out as like uh, business <laughs> yeah. cards, put a, uh, put Corgi's <laughs> Twitter handle on there and you know, you know what I, I put, make them as business cards and then tape some deodorant to them and pass them out. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> oh God. So what, are you going to be the guy at the entrance if somebody's coughing? Thou shall not pass. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, it makes sense to do it at a con. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I do that I like at the airport. Funny, and I thought it funny. Be, so. Just have a wizard dress yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be a cosplayer like Gandalf, just like con wizard. stopping people that are coughing. Anybody listening, I mean, well, knowledge is power. If anyone has anything else to add to any of this, please share it with us. Uh, we have a limited time. I'm sure we could go on, but we would love to hear anything uh, in our social media channels that you might think of to share. Because, I mean, even this isn't my first con, but I've learned a lot just listening today. So Same. share. I, I'll tell you what, y'all might have seen me every now and then kind of duck off to the side. That's because I was making notes to myself as we were discussing things and as Corey was bringing things up. Because even though I'm very meticulous and type a personality about planning. I still had stuff that I had to add to my notes after going through this episode. So hopefully, hopefully it will help anybody who's listening and, you know, bookmark this. If you're not going to ECCC, then you can listen to it whenever you go to fan expo Dallas, or when you go to San Diego comic-con or NYCC or any of the wizard cons, there's just so many conventions nowadays and these rules apply to all those. Excellent. Hey. And number one commandment, just be kind. Amen. Please rewind. It doesn't even have to be a commandment. <laughs> just be kind in general. Yeah. Be better. That's no, it. you don't say that in this country. <laughs> you don't say be best. We don't like that here. He's be from like, Canada. Be like He's Corgi. Okay saying that. Yeah. yeah, be like I'm Corgi. I like that. Yeah. Be, be Corgi. If I could be like be Corgi. Corgi. Oh, be please Corgi. don't There you go again. Oh, Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. We're going to lose all three of our listeners if you don't. Well, I'm one of them, so that's only two. (laughs) And then your mom's the second one, isn't she? She'd probably be gone, yeah. Yeah, she she doesn't want to hear him sing either. Anyways. Shout out to Clint's mom. Shout out to Clint's mom. That's going to be a square soon. Shout out to Clint's mom, yeah. Yeah. Hi, Clint's mom. (laughs) See, and then Corgi Corgi made it nice. Shout out to Clint's mom. From Clint's mom. We need a shout out from Clint's mom. That's what we need. Yes, we need to get Clint's mom to record something for the podcast. I'll, I'll try to find it. Can she get a, record an intro for us? I'll do it. I'll ask her. Just because you yes. guys want it. Awesome. Yes. All right. Well, that wraps up our main segment for this episode. What time is it, Joey? It's game time. There you go again, Clint. Jeez. <laughs> it gets me pumped. What can I say? Put on some deodorant. All right. That's so, 
Yeah. <laughs> this week's game is brought to you by Corgi Commander. This week's game <laughs> is called Who Let the Dogs Out? I knew I would get that from somebody. So here's what we're going to do. Everybody is going to start with a hundred points and you can bet your max. So as many points as you have at the time, but you do have to bet them a minimum of one point before answering the questions. Uh, you'll pick a number one through 40 after you decide how many points you're going to bet. Uh, I'll read you a clue about a famous dog that you will have to identify. You get it wrong. You lose the points. You get it right. You win the points and we'll go for, We'll try to hit five rounds. We'll see how long it takes us. Cool. Sounds so great. the order is Corgi, then Ryan, then Clint, then Nate. All right. Racism. Yep. That's <laughs> how it is. I don't like Canadians. <laughs> That's more of like a regionalist or a locationist. <laughs> that a xenophobe is that what that would maybe be? that's what it is anyway please <laughs> so please our guest of honor mr corgi commander you can go first pick a number all right i will go with number 27 and i will wager 20 points Ooh. all right corgi starting off big time with y'all wagering 20 points all right here we go let me get to number 27 all right number 27 a dog that plays basketball sounds like a pretty hokey premise for a movie, but this dog's story is a surprisingly touching one. The abandoned golden retriever crosses paths with a young boy, Kevin, who discovers the dog's unique talents for playing hoops. The best part? There's no smoke and mirrors here. This dog is a real-life basketball playing pup who can score baskets. Who is the dog? Who is Bud? Air Bud. I will let you slide. This is full name is Buddy, but I will give you the pass since you are a guest and I like you and I don't like anybody else on this podcast. So there you go. <laughs> I guess Thanks I would have points to you. Then. Yes, you would have. No, I like you too, Ryan. <laughs> hey. Thanks. All right. So there goes number 27. You are up next, my tiny friend. <laughs> Let's go with number 12, and I will also wager 20 points. Uh, trying to keep. Trying to keep up with Corgi. Here we go. Question number 12. Okay. Part of the original Toy Story gang, this toy dachshund with a unique body made a name of himself early on in the franchise thanks to his unique southern accent and unwavering loyalty to Woody. Time and again, he helps the rest of the toys throughout their various journeys. Who is he? Who is Slinky or Slink? Very good. That's exactly correct. So, Clint Dingus. Let's go 25, and I will go number 25. Okay, so 25 for 25 points. Clint's trying to pull ahead here. The late... Parsons Russell Terrier was said to have stolen everyone's heart after starring in the French 2011 film, The Artist. The black and white film tells the story about the romance between an experienced actor and a rising star. 
taking place in Hollywood in the late 1920s. In real life, this dog lived to be 13 years old. <laughs> oh, you thought they were going to all be easy, Clint? Oh, I'm sorry to have missed I did you. not, but I, I didn't. I, I've never seen the movie. That's the problem. Uh, so you want you want the actual dog's name? Uh, it doesn't say if there's a different name between the actual okay, so dog and the character the dog plays. Gotcha. Let's go with uh, Spot. Nope, it was Uggy. U G G I E. Uggy. But I never got that. Nope, you wouldn't have. But it's okay. We still don't love you. All right, Nate, moving on. <laughs> what question Gosh. number would you like? Savage today. Um, let's Gosh. go with number 15. And Ryan, you picked 15, or 12, right? Yes, you and I'm sorry. Time. I didn't write down. What did Clint choose? Oh, we have 12, 15, 15. 25, and 27. 25, gone. thank yeah. you. Um, I'm going to do 15, and I'm just only going to do 10 points because I don't know my fictional dogs. All right. This is actually two. Ooh. But I will give you credit if you know just one of them. Okay. Okay. So, more than three decades after Disney's animated movie first hit the screen, 101 Dalmatian fans everywhere were gifted with a live-action film full of polka-dotted pups, a fairy tale love romance of both humans and dogs unexpectedly turned sour after a former boss vows revenge using a litter of Dalmatians. What is the name of the mom and dad Dalmatian? Again, you just need to know one. Hand down, Corgi. <laughs> <laughs> what if I know none? Then you lose 10 points. Just guess. Screw it. Banner is not an acceptable answer. Fuck. Banner is always an acceptable answer, but it, it might not necessarily get your points. Right. The How about hot dog? Is Clintingus 3000. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead. Tell him, Corgi. Uh, is one Perdita? Yes. Yeah. And the other one is? Uh, it's slipping me right now. Carl. Carl. <laughs> Coral. Pongo. 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 What kind of dog name is Perdita? Well, you got to remember, 101 Dalmatians was like 1952 or something like that. So. so after one round, Corgi and Ryan are tied with 120. Nate's in third place with 90. And Clint's in fourth place with 75. Craig. So. Corgi, kick us back off, brother. Let's go with seven. The fun cast First. number. Oh, yep. And let's go 13 <laughs> points. 13 <laughs> points. He's, he's really math, stretching the math. I want you to know if I, have, if I would have said that, he would have yelled at me for five minutes straight. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Grab a box of tissues before you watch this classic dog movie. Released in 1957, the movie tells the story of a stray dog and a young boy who sees potential in him. Slowly but surely, this yellow Labrador mix earns the love of the Coates family, protecting them from all sorts of danger. He doesn't think twice about risking his life for them time after time. What is the name of the dog? Let's go Lassie. No, it is not. It's old Yeller. Yeah, it is old Yeller. I never watched it. What? Yes. What? Well, he, oh. the guy goes by Corgi Commander. Of course, he's not going to watch a movie where a dog has to get shot because it has rabies. Spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler so, alert. Oh, what Jeez. the hell? Well, I've never on. watched. I just said I didn't watch it. Oh, Good. man. Good. That's oh, minus 
50 points. It's actually a book. Yes, I'm marking that down right now. It's actually a book before it was a movie. So Clint is in last place with negative 1,200 points (laughs) before he even plays another turn. What's funny is that's not my record. I have even less points in another game. So (laughs) This is true. This is true. All right, Ryan, what number? I will do number two, please. Okay, number two, and how many points? Stay with 20. And with 20. Okay, trying to take a commanding leave. A commanding lead, if you would. <laughs> I wouldn't. All right. Filmed in Texas, this 1974 movie features a golden mixed breed dog who's simply looking for a home. He longs to be part of the Chapman family. And when their two young children are kidnapped, the pup doesn't hesitate to step up. He helps the human solve the case leading the children back to safety and earning a loving home in the process. What is the dog's name? No clue. Hot dog. Anybody know? Uh, Pluto? That's... No, it's Benji. Benji. Oh, Benji. Really? <clears throat> yep. No, a golden mix? That's what it says. <laughs> or goodhousekeeping.com is wrong. I don't know. Just blame them. <laughs> Good housekeeping. Hey, that's where I found my hair. Hey, yeah. That's yeah, why I, I got Benji's... thrown off. I'm like, this sounds like Benji, but he's not a gold. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, Clint Dingus. I'm going to go number 33, and I am going to go with 50 points. I got to get back into big, it. I'm already, yeah. Big, big, t- or get all the way out of it. One of those. Well, right. I'm sorry. Tell me the number again 30, 33. As in the episode number. Ooh. Oh, nice, nice. Real or Larry Bird. All right, we get it. We get Here it. we go. I got a burn on you. <laughs> if every owner had a high-tech collar that translated their dog's every passing thought, they'd probably hear many of the same lines that came from this dog in Disney's Pixar's Up. The animated pooch became a trusty companion for Carl and Russell in the movie. He also touched everyone's heart with his memorable line, I just met you. And I love you. Something that Clint has never heard. But anyway. (laughs) You just said my mom listens to this. Come on. The answer is Doug. Yes, it is Doug. And I heard your mom was hesitant at first, too. But you know what? We'll move on to Nate's turn. Squirrel. Squirrel. (laughs) Uh, Let's go with number 30. I love you, Clint. Thank you, Corgi. You're welcome anytime, by the way. Clint, Clint, just to clear up things to where people don't think I hate you, I am moderately accepting of you. <laughs> That's better no, than no, I seriously, seriously, <laughs> seriously, Clint, I do like you. I wouldn't make fun of you if I didn't like you. That's, why I, never make, that's why I never make fun of Nate. All right. Bottom, well, we know you guys line. have that love. Yeah, it's fine. Speaking, Speaking of which, the most <laughs> Speaking which Nate, he went, no, he went 30. 30? Okay, yes. just double checking. How much did you wager? I missed that. We'll do 20 this time. 20. Here we go. The massive dog that guards the junkyard beyond the baseball diamond is a source of paralyzing fear for the neighborhood kids who play there. When they encounter him on their mission to find a lost Babe Ruth ball, they eventually discover that he's merely a friendly and drool-prone dog who becomes something of a mascot for the crew. Oh come on! You well, and, and you can either name his real name or the nickname that the kids gave him. I'll accept either one. Is it Hercules? It is Hercules. Well done. Name the beast. Very the good. Beast. I, for, I forgot his real name. Well done, sir. Yep. Yep. All right. So, 
heading into round three, Clint Dingus has managed to come up to first place with 125 points. Nate is in second with 110. Corgi has 107, and Ryan is back to an even 100. Round three, Corgi, choose a number. Let's go 37. Okay, 37, and your wager? 20. 20 points. Here we go. Based on a children's novel, this movie is likely to have inspired more than a few dog adoptions. When a young boy, Marty, discovers that a sweet beagle he's encountered around town is experiencing abuse from his owner, he makes it his mission to set this dog free. What is the dog's name? Wow. I I have no clue. I have no clue. It doesn't even sound vaguely familiar. A beagle. The dog's name was Shiloh from Saving Shiloh. Mm -hmm. Is that a Disney movie? Sounds like it. I'm not sure. Sounds like a Disney movie. Ryan, your number and your wager, sir. Let's go with number one. Oh, number one. You're going to make me scroll all the way back to the top. Thanks, bud. Yep. Just for you. (laughs) And I'll stick with 20 points. 20 points again. Here we go. Named after the famous composer, this St. Bernard dog brings together the Newton family with his loving nature. But when a vet accuses him of being a vicious animal, the Newtons are divided about euthanizing him. In the end, the family goes to great lengths to rescue their beloved pet from harmful hands. Who is what Beethoven? Is the... hey, you didn't even let me get out what is the dog's name. You only get half your points. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you'd say Mozart. Yeah. Uh, no, I, first I, was like, I gave you all 20. Who is singing? Uh, yeah. Saliardi. I think it's pronounced <laughs> Beethoven. <laughs> yeah. He is French. Beethoven. 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 <laughs> Who is John Beef Williams? Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He just got it. <laughs> I, I, got, I got tickled by the way Ryan got tickled. By <laughs> Who is Danny Elfman? I'll take number six, please. Ryan. Oh, and uh, number six. of points. Let's go 20. 20 points at number six. Okay. In an, excuse me. If an award exists for the best mom dog, it would go to this dog. This border collie adopts Babe the pig as her own, teaching him how to herd sheep as a way to prove himself to farmer Arthur Huggett. When Babe has a rough time, this dog encourages him to keep trying, going against what her partner Rex thinks. What is the dog's name? Does anybody know? Okay, lots of head shakes. Good. Um, let's go with uh, Sally. The name is Fly. Oh, duh. You're right. <laughs> A dog named Fly. Why wouldn't you have thought of that one? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, but Perdita McFly. makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I would have said Perdita. <laughs> yeah, Perdita and Pongo <laughs> make sense. That'll Anyways. do, pig. That'll do. Nathaniel, it's your choice. Well, am I in trouble? Use my full name. I did. Lover's quarrel. That's that's how close we are. <laughs> Nathaniel Sebastian Smith. That's his full name. Nobody knows that. It, just it me. Really is I just let it out. Yeah. It's pronounced Smith. <laughs> you have the white. <laughs> you have the whitest last name for being somebody who's not white. How do you know I'm not white? <laughs> I can see you. That's racist. <laughs> that's that's, that's true. Racist. All right. Number five. Number and wager. Number five. And I'll just wait. do ten. 
Okay, number five. Everyone can agree that Marty McFly and Doc are the main stars of this futuristic movie with a cult following. But it's also fair to say that both of them couldn't have altered the future for the better without this dog's endless support. If you get this wrong after last week, <laughs> man. Right? right? Yeah. Uh, the dog's name is Einstein. Einstein is correct. Copernicus is Doc's dog in the past. In it's still it's still applicable. Yeah, if he just no. said Copernicus, I'd have, I would have given him credit. I'd have let oh, him slide I, on that one. I, I, well, I, they they sent Einstein in the time machine before Marty went in it. So yeah, the clue obviously relates to him, but yes. I would have let yes. him slide for that. Yes. Okay. All right. Heading into round four, Ryan and Nate are tied with 120 points. Clint has 105, and our very own Corgi Commander is in last with 87 points. But you're still first in my heart, Corgi. Just oh. remember that. If there's anything oh, I've learned from this game, it can change quickly. So Yes, it can. Your wager and your number, sir. Let's go with 17 and another 20 points. All right, then. All right. Your clue. Based on the successful Broadway musical, Annie, this story tells the story of a young orphan living in New York City, hoping that she'll be reunited with her parents. Early on in the film, she adopts a stray dog, and to say he's always there for her would be an understatement. What is this dog's name? It's never tomorrow. Annie. Yeah, I'm going to say tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, anybody uh, know? Spot. I do not. The dog's Hot name is... Dog. Sandy. Okay, oh, Ryan. Look, Ryan, Nate. You can stop. Ryan, Nate. No, nothing is nothing is hot dog. On the I list. haven't said it today. That was all Nate. <laughs> I was talking to I was talking to Nate Ryan, whoever he's trying to be right now. He's trying to be Ryan Gosling is what he's trying to be. Uh, he wishes he was Ryan Gosling. I, I kind of wish I, I was white? too. Then white. <laughs> oh man! All right, Ryan. Let's your number go. Your Boo on you, sir. Boo on you. <laughs> And I apologize. I haven't been writing all the numbers down, but I got my dog in my lap. So 21, has that been chosen? Yeah. It nope, is not. Okay, 21. And the wager? 20 points. 20 points. Yes. All righty. <laughs> oh, here you we go. Wagered more. You should have wagered more. Oh. In 1969, the Mystery Machine made its debut with oh. four teenagers and one great thing in it. Although he can't speak. His gang of mystery solvers have no trouble communicating with him, especially his best friend, Shaggy. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Very good. Exactly correct. It is. There's a new Scoob movie coming out. Scooby-Doo. About how they met. Yeah. It's a cartoon about how Scooby and Shaggy met. It's called Scoob, isn't it? It is. Yep. So Scoob's a puppy then. Yeah, but oh, not as annoying as Scrappy Doo, apparently. Hopefully. He doesn't have little man syndrome. He might not. I don't know. Right, calling Clint. up MC again? Yeah. yeah. There you go. There it is. All right, 19, Clint. and I will take 20 points, please. I'm sorry, what, 19? Uh, 19 is the number. 20 is the wager. Okay. Number 19. Don't let his appearance fool you. This dog is as loyal as they come. Throughout the Grinch's mischievous adventures, the sweet dog serves as the story's source of humor, always keeping an eye out for his master. I, oh, I, I don't know this, but... I know it. Um, is it Spot? 
No, it's not nope. Spot. You've used that answer way too many times today. Uh, is it Rex? <laughs> no. Close. Can I say it's it? three letters and ends in an X. Yeah, he oh. can't get it anymore. No, what is it? Max. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Nate. Bosley would be very disappointed in me. Number 23. Mm-hmm. And I will go with 10 points. All righty. 10 points. This 2005 film brings together a group of people from all walks of life because of this dog. Young Opal adopts a stray burger Picard at a local supermarket, naming him after the store. With the dog's help, Opal gets to know different individuals while coming to terms with the fact that her mother truly abandoned her and her father. What is the dog's name? You said 2005? Yep. Not being from America hurts you on this one. I don't know. Store America. Higgly Wiggly? Fred Fred Meyer? <laughs> um Yeah, I, I really it's safe way. Come on. Hooters? <laughs> the dog's name is Win Dixie. Uh because of Win Dixie. That's totally a yeah. southern thing too. Yeah, and it <laughs> yeah. is. It is a southern southern supermarket as well. All right, heading into the fifth and final round. Ryan has taken sole possession of first place with 140 points. Nate is in second with 110. Clint has 85. And Corgi, you have 67. All right. If you're not first, you're last. So let's go 67 points. Damn. Yes. I like where I Let's go number three. Number three. So he's going all in. I like it. I like like it a lot. He's... Not scared to take take risks. Here we go. In this dog's adventure, he and his owner, 13-year-old Penny, are unlike any other. This white shepherd dog has been made to believe he's a superhero dog conquering crime alongside Penny. And when she's quote-unquote kidnapped, he does the only thing he knows how to do, save her. It's Sheldon. <laughs> I'm going to go with Bolt. Ding, 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 ding. That is correct. Very good, sir. And you finish with 134 points. Let's see what happens with everybody else. Ryan, you can't just sit pretty because Nate's right on your heels. For the record, Corgi, I didn't know that. Well done. Number I was four. thinking it was, yeah, anyway. Number four, and I'll just stay consistent and stay with 20 points. Okay. This big red dog <laughs> is literally larger than life with a sweet personality. Devoted points. fans yeah, of the should've... TV show see their favorite dog in a new light when he decides to join a traveling animal show, but things don't exactly pan out the way he thinks. Who is Clifford? The big red dog. Very good. That is exactly correct. So you finish with circus? 160. Apparently it's from the movie Clifford's really big movie. Oh, okay. So that's where the clue came from. Clint, I'm all you in could it. possibly yeah. take the lead. But I got to go all in. 
if I would let you bet all your points, but <laughs> put that rule in that people that have a five at the end of their current score going into round five cannot bet all those points. Well, you deducted some. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'll go number so eight. You're negative twelve hundred still. So <laughs> I'm really trying to get myself out of the hole here. All right, your clue. Throughout the 1930s, this dog was the most popular canine on the screen. Originally portrayed by Pal the Wonder Dog, an American Staffordshire Terrier, he immediately stood out thanks to the ring around his right eye. The 1994 Little Rascals film recaptures the mischief of the dog that he got into with a handful of his fellow rascals. Oh, sheesh. Well, you know what? I've said it a number of times, and it, it's more ethical here than it would be. I'm going to go spot. Oh, no. I'm I didn't sorry. think it was right. Ansel, answer is PT. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Oh, it's PT. Yeah. Of course it's PT. Of course it's PT. Nate, this is all on you, sir. You right. have 110 points. First right. place right now is Ryan with 160. So Ooh. I'm assuming you're betting 51 points. Because you can't do math, so I wanted to help you out there. I'm going to bet all my points. Oh, okay. Go big or go really home. Just I like wanna, it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And your number. Oh, I should look at the list. Uh, number 10. Number 10. Over 160 episodes, Orphan Boy Rusty and this German Shepherd dog travel together to help soldiers establish Western America. Coincidentally, the real-life name of the pup was the same as it was on the show. He starred in a total of 27 Hollywood movies, earning a place on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Come on, Nate. I want to guess after if he doesn't get it. I think I know it. I'm I'm just going to guess. I fuck, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I I have no idea. Just Hot say dog. a name. Say a favorite dog famous dog name. Spot. It's not Lassie. It's not Lassie. You're right. Um, is it Banner? Is his name Banner? <laughs> <laughs> is it is it Rin Tin Tin? So this week's winner is Ryan <laughs> yeah. with 160 points because the correct answer was Rin Tin Tin. Congratulations, Ryan, for winning. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? I and, guess I had good luck today because my dog's actually sitting yeah, in my lap. Yes. and head. even though it's not the right podcast for this. Corgi Commander is our secondary hero today, coming yeah. in second place, Yay. with Good our job, other two man. guys being in last with zero points. Hey, at least I didn't lose. Hey, lose. We tried. <laughs> we, yeah, you just we held hands crossing the finish line last. Yeah, there you go. What kind of dog name is Rin Tin Tin? The that? best dog names are the best, it's besides Banner. Yeah. Hey, Bosley right. and uh, I don't remember Ryan's dog's name now. Buddy. Or Buddy Buddy. are also in the room, and Corgi's in the room. Come on, look at his shirt. There's a corgi on it. Eating noodles. That's an awesome Eating noodles. That is awesome. Ramen. Ramen. Sorry. All right. Joey, actually, that was really well, really well played. That was, game. That was a that fun, fun game. 
that was, was tough, but that was fun as usual. They're always a bit more difficult. And we didn't all get a well, negative one hundred and seventy-five like you expected. Yes, yeah, that's as you correct. predicted, you you predicted us to be in the super negatives, and we only hit zero. So that's true. <laughs> we curve. should have been more Nate. True. Yes, I've been a thousand points, please. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there you have it. This week we've gone through the 10 commandments, care of uh, our very own good friend, friend of the podcast, Corgi Commander. Um, yeah, so make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, the underscore dorksman. Uh, make sure you email us if you want. Uh, we'll probably read your email on the air and answer you there versus actually emailing you back. Hey, where can we get a hold of Corgi? Exactly. I was about to get to that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Corgi, where can we find at, you on Twitter? At Corgi Commander. That's C-O-R-G-I-K-O-H-M-A-N-D-E-R. That's everywhere. Twitch, Mixer, Instagram, Facebook, wow. Twitter. That's a delicious pun. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. So, Please. And, and, and it's in your best interest to follow him, especially if you're a condor. Yes. But even if you're not, you should still follow him. Great content. It's really it's top tier Twitter and Instagram content. Um, yeah, with that, do you guys have anything else you want to add before we wrap this one up here? Corgi, you have a sign out? I do not. Well, you'll go last, so you have a yeah, chance to go last. <laughs> give, it, give it a quick thought. And I mean, you know, we're not picky. So if you want to say yeah. anything random or whatever, right, I got one. love it. Okay, there perfect. You go. perfect. <laughs> All right. And uh, I guess with that, episode 33, be kind, you fucking assholes. <laughs> Yes, you took it from Joey. Good work. <laughs> wow. Um, if you Welcome see to Nate, our world, Joey. If Always you see to Nate, you. give him a hug. That's my sign off. <laughs> Word, homies. I'll see you at ECCC, hopefully. Be excellent to each other. Excellent. See, he's got it. Not you. Noise. <laughs> okay.